Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Across from me, we have Freddy. What's up? The Spoopy Boys are back. Spoopy Boys! Spoopy Boys. Officially all of us back again. Yeah. I feel like Backstreet Exciting Boys. Times. Back streets, back, all right. Boom, boom, no, no. All right. <laughs> also known as Nighty Night. On my left-hand side here, we have David. Nursery rhymes are creepy. Nursery rhymes are creepy. Mm. They they are definitely creepy. That is all. <laughs> also known as Nightly. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support, support the show over at patreon.com for slash uh, goodnightlife. And that's that with a what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, feature film for tonight is one that I'm very, very excited to talk about. Jennifer Kent's The Babadook. <laughs> First and foremost, thoughts. This shit fucked me up, son. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, man, so... Um, I mentioned this in one of the episodes for Black History Month, mm-hmm. um, but there was about five or six different occasions that I was going to watch this film and look something up and um, people were like, it sucks. And I'm like, oh, should I not watch it? <laughs> Yo, I watched this and I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, e- like you said that last episode I talked about it, you're like, well, they suck. Yeah. Because the camera work, the use of color, the sound design. Cinematography. The, so yeah, good. just all of it, man. The monster design, just the lighting. The man, story. The anxiety. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why, I, so It's so funny. Prince had said before we started recording that, you know David likes a movie when he fucking texts us. But I watched Babadook at midnight, about midnight, and I was like, yo, my anxiety is through the roof right now. <laughs> I'm glad, man. I I'm love really this glad. movie. It's this movie is so much fun. It is like it, it really is. Like this movie takes you on for an absolute ride, and it's one of those films that just you don't really know how to feel. Yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, Ooh, I don't like it. Yeah, in a good way. Right. Like yeah. this is one of those movies where I've seen before, and I don't really remember it because it's been such a long time. Yeah, but I knew like that movie like scared me so much. That had like an impact on me on trying to rewatch it. Right, I was like, right, right. Putting out last minute, I was like, I can't really watch this right now. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the right mindset. <laughs> like, this movie, I know it's going to fuck me up. And boy, did it. And I fucking loved it. This is how mad it messed me up. I was at work today. There was, for, I don't know, maybe it's because of watching this movie last night, but there was a shit ton of kids at work today. Oh my God. And I looked at them all and I was just like, you I just can't even stand looking at you. (laughs) Get out of my sight. (laughs) Why don't you eat shit? (laughs) (laughs) Don't get that part later. Oh, what a great line. (laughs) Oh man. This movie made me sad. Yeah. Oh Oh, my gosh. You felt so bad for this little kid. There was a moment. But at the same time, he's so fucking annoying. Uh, I mean, they, they do such a good job of it. They, he that's does. The editing too. They yeah. build him up to be annoying in the beginning, so you feel bad when he triumphs as the hero later on, and he stands his ground and he shows his love with for his mom so much so that he's willing to face a fucking demon, Dog. At six years old. 
And you're like, damn, he's more of a hero than I could ever be. What the <laughs> fuck was wrong for me? For everything he was annoying. He was right all along. He was just misunderstood. We didn't understand. But yo. I'm a stupid viewer. God damn yeah. you. Stupid man. Uh, there was one point where he was curled up in a corner. Oh, like, oh crying, yeah. And I felt that so bad. That hit. Yeah, yeah. I felt so bad. And I just wanted to hug him. That I was like, I need to tell someone I love them. <laughs> Bella was sleeping, and I texted her. I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> she wakes up I'm like, okay. <laughs> what am I doing to you guys with this show? <laughs> Silly psychos. Yes, you know it's just uh, sickly psychos. Sickly psychos. I'm yeah, sorry. but no, yeah, it's. Oh my god! It's this symbolism. This about, like, whole monster. One hundred percent. Fantastic. This Grief. movie. Yes definitely because i remember seeing this movie a few years back and i remember i wanted to watch this movie so fucking bad when i first heard about it in 2014 yeah and because it was only released in australia Mm -hmm. and it i don't know what happened but jennifer kent worked really hard to get it here we got it in 2016 on netflix yes yeah i remember Mm -hmm. that um and it was such a big deal in Australia because it was like everyone was in. This is the scariest movie you've ever seen, and blah blah blah. And I was like, I need to see the fucking movie. Yeah, I, like, I need to see this. Australia like, makes some good horror movies. They do. Oh, for they sure. do. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever heard of Wolf Creek? No. Oh, heard of it? Never seen. God, it. it's based off of actually real life events. It's like a serial killer. Fu- yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Wolf Creek's messed up. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely adore this movie. Like yeah. I, I, I love. Uh, the actress, I want to say her name is Essie Davis. She's fantastic as the mom, she Amelia. Kills it. Amazing She's job. awesome. Yeah. And like especially when she transitions um to to the Babadook. Oh my god. god. Like what a fucking seamless transition. It felt rewarded. Yeah. Like I was just like it, it really did feel rewarded. This yeah, led to this moment. Yeah. Oh my god. Because she's so reserved and such a pushover in the beginning. Yeah. And the, when you she completely flips the switch. Yeah. being inhabited and just like letting that hatred out. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't have like a relationship with Robbie. Yeah. Like I'm glad they just stayed kind of just work buddies. I don't know where it oh, yeah, went yeah. from there. Yeah. Like it, like it was uh, the only thing I could have seen him be useful for it is fucked up to say, but it's a horror film. Him dying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what's yeah. fucked up? When I saw the puppy, I was like, "That dog's so fucking cute. He's gonna the dog's gonna fucking die." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right when I saw the dog. Yeah. Ah, kills me too. Cause like that. Fuck that part hits that hard. Yeah. Like it hits oh, so shit. hard. I was just like, God, Bugs, Bugsy. Bugsy, yeah. yeah. Bugsy. Oh no, You're Bugsy. Just a overprotective dog. You just want to take care of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's a good dog. Good dog. It's a good dog. But let's talk about the psychology behind this movie. Like the the way she just slow like she obviously has a depression. Yeah. Right. Because Jeez. of the death of her husband. She's never coped with that to the fact that she can't even celebrate her own son's birthday since he died on that day a portion of herself you can even though she may not really realize it a portion of her blames her son right um and you see that distance there Mm -hmm. with the frustration and also with his behavioral issues um but i mean the, the environment itself is really bad for both of them i mean you see the house itself when we're introduced to their home it's just gray yeah Correct. it's and, great yeah. but it's clean and that's why like her like friends like oh i don't want to go over to your house it's depressing. So depressing yeah, yeah. and yeah. exactly it reflects that it's gray and black you and can it's tell. the way she lives her life she's like sleepwalking through her life she's yeah. very yeah. monotone exactly. quiet like you said pushover 
She's not living life. She's she, just going through it. She doesn't mm. go through the yeah. She's living through it. She doesn't mm-hmm. go through the process of like doing her hair and yep. you know some people be like oh that doesn't matter yeah. like maybe she doesn't care but I, it, it is a reflection she's, of your mental health. She's right? living through her depression without realizing it. And this is gonna sound really random, but um, there's a scene where she's like using a vibrator to pleasure herself. Yeah. yeah. And even that moment, like it's a, it's supposed it's to be a, a pleasurable, well, not even that it's supposed to be like a pleasurable moment, but it, yeah, you can't even tell for her, even like that, that feeling of like climaxing isn't really doing it for her. She still looks so sad and depressed. Right. Exactly. And it's like, she looks like she's just doing it because do she's it. trying yeah. to find an she's, escape, exactly. but it's not enough of it. She's trying to find her. a piece of her husband back. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like the, yeah, <laughs> the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but no, like the fact that she feels so lost without him, right? Like yeah. it's just, it's such a heartbreaking moment seeing Amelia in that position because of how this movie starts. So just hitting you over the head with just like, Cool. This was her husband. He died. Yeah. Here's a baby. Like <laughs> not only that, it's been Fuck. like I think what did it say? Six, Six years. years? Six it's years. About to be seven. And it feels yeah. for her like it was yesterday. She's still reliving that moment. Exactly. The six years means nothing to her. Yeah. It's but just like fresh in her head still. It was beautiful, morbidly beautiful how she comes to terms with it. Um Literally, yeah. yeah. And it's so it it's so wonderful that she was able to actually find that piece. Um, inside of this demon, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm interested. You can never get rid of it, but you can yeah. still live with it. Exactly. So oh, you saying right. that made me understand a lot better now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. I can't mm-hmm. wait for us to get towards the end of the conversation. I could hear your yeah. guys' take on it. 100%. Because uh, the ending, I don't have any problems with it, but I I want to hear different perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is both Freddie and I's second time watching this. Yeah. And I understand it a lot more. Yeah. For oh, sure. you feel like, like the second time actually made a difference? Oh, for sure. It definitely yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely made a, a huge difference for me, for sure, where I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, totally. This makes total sense now. Yeah. Like, even when they were watching the TV and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. there's the so many symbolisms through, through the TV. Oh, for sure. My, the part that scared me the most came from the TV. Oh, really? Which yeah. Part? The, I, you can't curious. guess? Okay. The news? The news one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thinking about it. I just got it. Oh, just shivered in my seat. Yeah, opens the, the curtain. Uh, she's just, oh my God, I'm freaking out right now. Oh, I don't, so like, good. I never, I didn't think movies could scare me anymore, but like, her, oh. She's such a good actress. She kills it. But the fact that, like, I feel like the nightmares I've had where I'm like watching TV and I see myself in it looking, uh, oh my looking, God. Looking at through, at the camera, at you. It just smile. But oh. the the way can't even say it. The it's way like, that she the the only thing that would make that a little bit more effective for me is if they didn't zoom in. Correct. That's the only thing that would have made it a little bit more effective for me. But but the way that she looks in that window when she first pulls the curtain back, and you can tell it's her, yeah. and you're just like, oh shit! Like I and I completely forgot about that part because it's such a small subtle detail. Yeah. Until it's not, until they make it a large it's, detail, it's but one still. It's things that you can, like, relate to in, like, real life. It's like, you look at something and you have to do, like, a double a take. A double take, yeah. It's like, wait, did I just see what I just saw? Right. And then they don't really explain it. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been nice. But at the same time, I'm glad times. that it still affected you oh, that way. God, because it's that happens so... to the character several times. Like, when she's washing the pan, she looks at her son and Bob Duke is, like, right behind right, and then he, yeah. like, looks back and it's like, oh, and it's he's gone. gone. Yeah, like, that was great. Cool. I loved it. I loved that. But something about herself and how, like, how demented yeah. she looking, dude! It, well, this is oh god, love the it's voice messing changes. me up. Um, 
what was looking back at her was her body, but it wasn't her in there. Yeah. To me. But at the same time, yeah. it is her and her demon. Like, cause I thought it was just, you know, I was watching this at midnight. Like, of course I'm going to get creeped out. Sure. And I felt trapped in that house with them because I was just in my room by myself watching it. Oh, yeah. um, Genius move just pretty much majority of the movie was in the house. Yeah. Genius yeah. move. Genius fucking move. Like it reminded me of Better Watch Out. Yeah. Like Australians, where they're man. mainly oh, wait, no. in the house. Wait, say it again. Better Watch Out Australian. That's that's Australian. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They Australians, just, man. They just used Them American accents. True. Yeah. Which is so odd. Yeah, because it felt like this was, took place I in I got Europe. a lot of good vibes from like get out in a way like they like when, out a lot of the like the dream sequences. Dream sequences, but they also like thought about all of the symbolism throughout the movie too, with like yeah. the cockroaches coming out of the wall, something mm-hmm. dark and disgusting coming out from inside, something rotten, uh, the sheep right? or the wolf hiding as a sheep, mm-hmm. another monster hiding into something else. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of evolving of something well, evil coming out. Even if you take it back to that, and we'll get to that, but even if you take it back to that, the wolf going into the sheep, uh, yeah. clothing, uh, like if you even really break that down, like. The, she- the wolf showed itself at first, then it transitions to the sheep, just like the Babadook did. Like, the Babadook showed itself, yeah. and then it transitioned to, like, hiding itself for the kid. Yeah. So yeah. they can get the kid. Um, but what a great story, man. What a great story. I, but- fucking, I fucking hate Claire. Oh, yeah. Claire's a bitch. Fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go ahead and jump into the Plizat. The Babadook, directed by Jennifer Kent, released on May 22nd, 2014 in Australia, a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes, a budget of $2 million, and a box office of $7.5 million, a score of a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I saw that after I watched <laughs> the movie. Score of 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. We open with our, prat- our protagonist, um, Amelia. Uh, going through an intense car crash, you can hear her son Samuel. But for a hair all out, I'm actually going to call him Sam, um, even though she never uses that. She never no, uses always that. Samuel. Yeah, Not always the boy. Samuel. Not Samuel. the bo- Yeah, Samuel. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can hear Sam calling out to her. She looks over the driver's seat to see her husband Oscar. He uh, he. F- Excuse me. A flash of headlights um, flash across his face, all while you can hear uh, Sam's muffled cries for his mom in the background. Amelia drops down to her bed and wakes up to Sam, telling her that he had a he had the dream again. She gets up to check his room and re- uh, read, reads him a bedtime story, uh, so he can go back to bed. Sam asks if they really if they really killed the wolf <laughs> in the story. Uh, so that's. I, I actually forgot that that was the second time that we saw a wolf. Yeah, <laughs> like later on. Uh, but uh, Sam asks if, if if they really killed the wolf in the story, and that he will kill the monster next time it shows up by smashing its head in. Amelia smiles and tells him that it's time for bed, but Sam wants her to read the story again. I am not looking forward to this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not looking forward to this. Uh, she begins to read it again. We cut to her and Sam sleeping, but Sam uh, has twitching issues while he sleeps. He grabs her neck, moves his, moves and hits his feet on her and grinds his teeth behind her while she's, while he's sleeping, keeping Amelia irritatedly awake. Poor Amelia. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Fuck. <laughs> For the listeners, I started cringing like left and right. Dude, grinding teeth like ugh, gets me. Yeah. 
Bella's been grinding her teeth lately in her sleep. Uh, and, oh, no. Um, I mean, like, it won't bother me if it's her, right? But I'm just like. Sure. You say that we now. You got to figure out what's happening. We got to get your mouth guard. Yeah, yeah, the mouth guards, man. Sometimes, too, like, it's just, like, more air. They just need more air. Oh, is that what it is? Sometimes. Not yeah. all the time. Because she, she used to do it very rarely. Now it's, like, an every night kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. But um, sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> but it's it's like the way I was cringing when I saw the boy do it. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. That's not my typical reaction. But for some reason, when he did it, because you yeah, really you see, see his, his jaw. jaw just like move around, clench left, right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Prince just did it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was turned around. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm, <laughs> sorry. I'm trying no so hard to talk. Uh, but no, it, I definitely I I'm right there with you. Like it, yeah. it definitely it it's pretty much so the direct, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, the director literally probably just looked at him, was just like, do this, yeah, and he copied her. Like like that's all I can think of because he probably doesn't know what the word grinding means, mm-hmm. right? Like grind your teeth. He's just like, uh, I don't know that. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the chattering of yeah. teeth. Uh, <laughs> Apologies. This is not good. an ASMR podcast. I hate ASMR too. Oh my God. Yeah, I hate <laughs> ASMR. How's it going? Oh, no, I hate it. Uh, then, title shot. I thought this was the perfect way to introduce the story of initially what we're going to kind of get ourselves into. Yeah. Cut to the next day, and Amelia's alarm is going off. Sam is in the basement building a weapon for the monster, quote unquote. And I even put here the cuts are actually really incredible. Like the cuts remind me a oh, lot yeah. of uh, Wes Anderson's. Mm-hmm. Like just like, yep, yep, I got that vibe too. They're so melancholy but poppy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's done well. Perfect. Amelia wakes up completely when uh, when she hears crashes from her son trying out his new weapon. She runs downstairs and tells him to not fire things in the house. Sam tries to show show her uh, show her how it works, and she tells him no, but he fires it anyway and breaks a window. Kids, man. We cut to Amelia and Sam getting ready for the day. Sam is trying to show his mom a magic trick, but she is trying to put his clothes on. And he's like, Mom, look at me. Look at me. Nothing in my hands. Nothing in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's so annoying. So annoying. Like, this got, kid is so good at being annoying. He really <laughs> is. He really I is. I bad for him. I, I did, too. At this point, I did not. I was like, this kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> at this lie. point, I was like. I, at this point. I changed my mind later. Sure, okay. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I was like, God. Uh, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> well, what I was annoyed of mostly was um, his mom. Like, sure. Even when he broke the glass, I was like, discipline your kid. Like, yeah. take care of this. And, right. I mean, clearly she's still just bad in a mental state. Right. She's yeah. very weak-hearted at this point yeah. in time, right? And She's just going with the punches. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's trying her best to love her kid as much as she, as much as she knows how. Yeah. And it's 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 hard because she knows she's anno- he's annoying. Yeah. yeah, like she she understands that she understands that he's odd. She understands that he's different, and yeah. he might even be on the spectrum, right? Yeah. And so blames him, right, for the death of the father as well. Well, Later, I think it's though, more right? so. It's yeah. like it's she's probably upset at how her fate played out. It's like why did I get to lose my my husband or lover, or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. also like our child that my my husband died for also has behavioral issues or is on the Correct. spectrum. Like right. why me? Probably right, that's probably right, like right. her mindset. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, but obviously getting irritated with him, she looks up to him, uh, 
that this monster thing needs and tells him that this monster thing needs to stop. Excuse me. Uh, Sam brings out flowers for his magic trick to give to his mom. She accepts them. Sam caresses her cheek and then he hugs her and he starts kind of like moaning. Was he? I was. I wanted to. I didn't know what part this was. Like, I was yeah. like, "What's he doing that she doesn't like?" So yeah. straight up, I was. I remember when I the scene happened, and I was like, "I, I, I can't wait for the podcast to figure out what happened." But yeah, I still can't really figure this one out. So straight up, like with him grabbing her neck in the beginning, and then this scene, I was like, "Oh, is this like a strange horny boy?" Like, and then he doesn't understand, but then. I like. I literally thought after the scene, this sure. is like what the whole movie was going to be about. That oh, he, and after this, it well, no, it, that it, was it. Yeah, it was that just was that. like they yeah. they never really really and, visit anything like that ever again. Yeah, but it seemed like he was just hugging her really tightly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's what it was. Is Which that maybe he, reminded her of her husband? Maybe. Well, I think it reminded her of the whole accident in general, like her feeling claustrophobic, no sense of escape. Sure. All that yeah. stuff, like maybe it was it, like, like because every time, because he wasn't like moaning, he was like, mm, yeah, no, yeah, and that's like, I feel like it's so normal for yeah, a kid like, hugging his mom, yeah, and it, it so it, it, I don't think it was anything sexual, I don't think so either, but, but like in the I moment I questioned, it a couple I was times, like, yeah. is it? Um, yeah. I think it's just more of an issue with her. He didn't do anything wrong, but right? She reacted negatively for some reason yeah. yeah she didn't like it whatever he did uh millie tells him to stop and pulls him away she tries to cover up her reaction by asking him if he's ready to go to school we cut to Amelia dropping sam off at school he's already late and she lets him know that she notices that he has something heavy in his backpack and she uh when he uh and when she asks him what is in there sam just hastily says bye and runs off and to head to the school Amelia's at work uh, in an old person's home tending to uh, one of the residents who's actually being quite mean <laughs> yeah. yeah um and i even put here god i feel for her so bad like she's just under constant stress yeah. she doesn't have a fun job she has a son who is such a hassle oh, man she just gets no break uh she is in the break room doing some dishes and her co-worker robbie comes in joking joking around and asking her if she would like some some tea and he says that the australian would you like a cuppa <laughs> I'll take one. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Amelia declines and heads out of the room to uh, help another patient. While helping a patient, another coworker tells tells her that Sam's school called for her. Um, and it wasn't even her coworker; it was actually her boss, which I found out later. Uh, we got to Amelia at at Sam's school speaking with the principal and his teacher. They tell her that Sam needs special one-on-one treatment. Amelia tells tells them that Sam would feel more out of place this way, but the teacher is not letting up. Amelia tells them that uh, tells them that uh, she will just find another school to place her son in. The principal tries to convince her otherwise, but her mind's all made up at this point. And uh, these parts here are yeah. kind of honestly hard for me to feel bad for the parents. I, I think she was totally in the wrong here. I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, like, honestly, it, it, it might be because my wife is a teacher mm-hmm. that I don't have a crazy amount of sympathy. I don't think there's a bias there because I think honestly that she she should take advantage of the extra help that she has the opportunity to get for her kid. Absolutely. And also don't take your kid out of school. And yeah. That's a really good point. The whole reason why he got in trouble is because of a weapon. It's like, do you want to put my other kids in danger? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's that's huge. Also, yeah. handle your handle your kid. You even say, like, he has a behavior problem. Yes, he does. Yeah. These right. are the resources that we have. You know what? I'll just pull him out of school. 
It's just like, like what? Yeah, not 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 a good answer. They weren't even trying to expel him. They no. weren't trying to suspend him. They were trying they're, to get him. They're help. trying to give him help. Yeah. And I I was just like, this is you know I don't have any sympathy for you at this point. Part of like the theme of the movie too, where she feels like she can't ask for help. Yeah. Or get help from people. She yeah. just has to do it all on her own. It's a message. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Amelia and Sam are driving to see her sister Aunt Claire. Um, Ugh. Yeah, she's such a bitch, dog. She's such a bitch. Sam says some uh, remarks about his teacher uh, hating him, but Amelia tells him that she needed a, a bit of a break instead. Amelia tells Sam to not share, uh, share what happened at school to Claire. They stop at the supermarket, and Sam is playing with the little girl. The mom of the little girl tells her that they have to go see her dad. Sam tells the woman that his dad lives in the cemetery because he died in a car crash taking Amelia to the hospital to have him. Hey, straight up, yeah. at six years old, I would have said something like this. <laughs> Me too, probably. Yeah. Like, and it's because, like, he clearly doesn't get to talk about his dad with his mom. Yeah. yeah. And someone that he's playing with, they brought up a dad, and he's like, I, I could talk about my dad, too. And yeah. that's all he knows. That's what's normal to him. Yeah. So I feel for him. It's not like even it's like a, oh, what a weird kid. Right. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. And no one even, like came off like it was a, a weird remark either i think the woman there reacted kind of the same way i did i was just like really thrown off at first and yeah. i was like oh a little man. Bit like, like you, discomfort you, but you feel for him yeah, yeah. you empathize after yeah. you really like, like think about it yeah the woman tells sam that his mom is lucky to have him and she just leaves um and i put here that uh there's not necessarily that th- this is kind of testing his mom's patience yeah. At this point, and you can see, like, his mom, like, obviously doesn't want to talk about the incident. Yeah. So, and, like... You start getting a hunch here. Exactly. Yeah, sure. It's not, like... It's not the movie telling you, and Amelia does not like talking about her husband. Right. You know, exactly. It's just like, oh, she's still in pain. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, at the park with Claire, um, and they are talking about how her daughter, Ruby, doesn't want to have a joint birthday party anymore with Sam. Sam is in the background yelling for his mom to look at him, but she continues her conversation with Claire. He starts climbing up at the top of the swing set. Meanwhile, Claire in- is telling Amelia that she would she should celebrate his birthday on the day that he was actually born. Also the day, uh, and I put here, also the same day that his father has died. Yeah. Uh, just in case anyone uh, doesn't know. And I even put here, uh, this actually hits harder and harder and harder um, when you truly think about the trauma behind that. Like, yeah. you can't even celebrate your own son's birthday because it reminds you too much of when the, the same day your husband died. Yeah. That's horrible. That like, is horrible. The day to be happy is yeah. when the day something tragic happens. Exactly. It's like, there's no way we're going to celebrate this day because that's when my loved one died. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad. Sucks. Sam is standing all the way on the top of the swing set and calls for his mom to look at him. The two women stand up in shock and fear. We cut to Amelia driving while Sam is annoyingly screaming and crying in the backseat. He is fucking bawling. Yeah. yeah. They make it back home and their neighbor, Mrs. Roach, greets them both. She notices how, how tired both Sam and Amelia are. Sam heads inside while Amelia speaks with Mrs. Roach for a bit. Back in the house and their dog, uh, Bugsby? Bugsy? Bugsy. It's Bugsy. Yeah. It's B-U-G-S-Y. I think it's Bugsy. Yeah. Man, I, Mrs. Roach is the neighbor, right? 
Yeah. yeah, I love Mrs. She's Roach. She's dope, and she's so she she's cares. so cute. If, any, <laughs> if anything would have happened to her, I would have fucking fought the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> I would have wanted my TV. <laughs> um, like, oh, it's over. Now it's done, deal, son. Uh, but Bugsy is scratching at the basement door. Amelia picks up the pup. Then we cut to Sam and Amelia having dinner. Time for bed. Amelia and Sam do their routine monster check. Sam grabs a deep red book titled Mister Babadook on the shelf for his mom to read. Amelia starts to read the book and slowly starts to notice that something is really off with the book. Halfway through the story, Amelia wants to grab another book to read, but Sam wants her to continue with the story because he says, oh, you said I could choose whichever book I wanted. Yeah, and she figured like, oh, I mean, it must be a book I just don't remember getting or something like that. Mm. Oh, man. Um, Wait, I lost my spot. Excuse me. During this, Sam is yelling if the Babadook gets the boy or if he lives underneath the bed. Oh my god. The way he like she like was like ignoring him. He's like, Does the boy does he get the boy? Does he get the boy? Dude, that would have right. been me. Oh my, yeah. god. oh my god. It was yeah, that's such a rough like part because it, it it's so intense. And it's your mom that's like saying it to you, yeah. And then just not even aware, yeah. Because she she like starts starts reading again, and then she kind of stops. Well, right? yeah, yeah, because um, she stops because oh yeah, and that's when he's like, but you said I could choose, right? Because she got Ooh. a bad feeling about it. Um, and as she keeps going, oh my god, I don't know, because it, it, it would yeah. suck if he if she stopped because then his imagination would run wild on what happened, right? But mm-hmm. either way, it's just a lose lose at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the editing is so good too, where like it just zooms in on the lettering and yeah. then it shows yeah. the visuals and the artwork. And I'm like, fuck, that's oh, crazy. Man. And I was saying so it like good. as it's like, like I follow along too. It's so interesting. Right. I love Nursery how like they rhymes. do the cuts and oh, it's yeah. so cool. Um she switches to a new book, but Sam is crying hysterically. We cut to them in bed. Uh, while Sam is asleep, Amelia notices the Mr. Babadook um, book on the floor. She gets out of bed and takes it, takes the book to her room to study it a bit more. She puts the book up, a hi, uh, up high on a dresser, uh, then heads downstairs to watch some late night TV. I really? put here the cinematography here. It's just fantastic. And yeah. the sound work here, too. So she's Absolutely. carrying the book, and you hear, like, creepy, sinister music. And then when she puts it on the dresser and she pushes it, it and lets go, the music it stops. Music stops. Yeah. I loved it. So good. And it happen- like, that happens a few times with that, this book. Yeah, throughout- Outdoorsy, yeah. crickets, yeah. static. And it gets louder and louder and yeah. louder. And then it's yeah. silence. I feel like the whole movie does it. Yeah. yeah. does it quite a bit. Because it, it happens when she puts it in the trash. Yeah. It happens when she... Uh, Interacts, with, interacts with it. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. it's so cool. Amelia has had enough of watching TV and heads upstairs to masturbate instead. Hey. <laughs> trying, I think she's just trying to go to sleep. At this point. She's just like... Because yeah. like, like we talked about earlier, she doesn't really look like she's enjoying it, but also at the same time, it looks like she's well, trying to find thing, some form of escape. She was escape. watching like, late night TV and everything. Every channel everything she was like, going kissing through. And kissing, romantic. Oh, that's yeah. true, yeah. Call late night yeah. stuff. Soft so core got, stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm missing about that. this. So I guess all I'll do is try to go to my bed and try to feel something about it. Right. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Sam is awake in his room and notices his closet door is open with his clothes moving. He reaches for the ball from earlier underneath his pillow. Back to uh, to Amelia, getting ready to climax, <laughs> but is interrupted with her son bursting into the room, screaming about the Babadook being in his room. The worst. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. She lies him down and tells him that it is just a story. Sam tell, uh, says, uh, says that nothing bad is going to happen. Um... And that he will protect her. Sam is back to sleep, but in his mom's room this time. Amelia is still awake reading a magazine, but hears some sounds from outside the door. At first, she ignores the sounds, but yet a louder one with a faint knocking um, can be heard this time. She turns off the she turns off her light and pulls the covers over her head to go to sleep. And I even put here a really cool sequence uh, of her sleeping, and the camera speeds up with uh, the buzzing of flies. Oh, yeah, dude, it is wild. And I put here like the beginning of something decaying, and that something is her sanity, right? Right. Like, Damn, dude, that's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next day, Amelia is woken up by Sam telling her that it is nine a.m. She overslept, so Amelia calls his school to tell him that he is not feeling well. Amelia is telling him that uh, he will be at his aunt Claire's while she while she is at work. Well, uh, I thought she called it work. Say, oh, I'm being late to work because. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that was it. Because he was vomiting. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sam runs outside with his uh, monster backpack killer thing, <laughs> and <laughs> Amelia immediately tells him to put it in uh, put it in the trash. When he comes back out, Amelia tells him uh, that he cannot talk about monsters, including the Babadook at Claire's house. We cut to Amelia playing bingo with the old homies. <laughs> she notices that her boss is looking at her while she is hosting. Um, Amelia is in the break room and Robbie comes in to check on her. He asks if she's all right. And she tells him that, uh, she is good, but Robbie lets her know that you don't always have to be fine. Then tells her, uh, that she could go home and he will cover for her. Nice guy. That was really nice yeah. of him. So he's just all around good dude. You know, yeah. like, yeah, he likes I just really like them. Yeah. And that, that's why it made it, it makes it seem like they are going to have some type of a relationship. But she's not another, like, emotionally available. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just another symbol of like someone reaching out to help, and she's trying to do everything herself. Still, she says she's just fine. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Amelia agrees to start uh, agrees and starts heading out for a little day to her uh, herself. She goes to the mall uh, to have an ice cream. Amelia is back in her car and notices a couple kissing in the car parked across from her. Um, and she she just misses her husband, right? Yeah. She misses him so much. Uh, the woman in the car, in the other car, notices, and Amelia looks down to grab her phone. Amelia has ten missed calls from Claire. Amelia rushes over to Claire's to see what is going on. Claire frantically tells her that Sam was uh, lo- uh, was looking up, talking to something in the corner. Creepy. Oh my fucking gosh! Yeah. yeah. And then he also t- uh, tells Ruby about the Babadook, and she even says she's like it scared the hell out of Ruby, but it also scared her as well. Yeah. Oh my god! And with this, I was like, "Be an aunt, yeah. yeah. Handle your nephew. Yeah. Handle your nephew. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you have authority. Yeah, like exactly. come on." But she's like, "I don't, I don't care about this kid." Yeah, pretty much. Uh, she tells Amelia uh, that she needs to have someone see Sam about this because it is not normal to believe in this rubbish. Sam yells uh, that it is not rubbish; it is real. Amelia yells at Sam to not speak to his aunt that way. And Sam gets up to throw a firecracker on the ground. Dude, it scared <laughs> <Right>? me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I jumped. <laughs> Amelia and Sam are back in the car, and she is asking him where he got the firecrackers from. Sam tells her that she bought them from uh, for him off the internet. Amelia tells her son that that's the last time she's getting anything for him on the internet. That's the end of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she also lets him know that the Babadook... Uh, she said if the Babadook was real, she should be able to see him. Sam tells her that it uh, it is because he wants to scare you first. Ugh. Sketch. I mean, hey. <laughs> uh, it's it's like all right in front of our faces. Super yeah. interesting. Super interesting. Amelia, having enough, tells Sam that he can no longer have a birthday with Ruby. <laughs> Even though that wasn't going to happen anyway. Yeah. It's just this was an easier way to break the news, right? Yeah. Uh, Sam goes... Uh, Excuse me. Home now, Amelia is cooking, calling for Sam while she thinks uh, he is watching TV. She goes to do the dishes and looks at Mrs. Roach from across the way. Sam is down in the basement practicing how he is going to capture, uh, capture, trap, and kill the Babadook. Amelia notices that the door to the basement is open and goes to call uh, if Sam is down there. Sam goes up the stairs and she takes the key for, uh, from him for the basement out of his pocket. She t- she yells at Sam to, to not go down there because his father's things are down there. Sam rebuttals say- by saying she doesn't own him and it is his father. Yeah. I mean... He's, he's not wrong. I can't, I can't <laughs> blame the kid. I mean, I mean, growing up, I didn't know my dad or anything of my dad, and I would ask the same thing to my mom. Like, yeah. Who's my dad, right? So I, I feel for this kid when I'm watching this, because same. especially when you have a parent that is not willing to share anything at all. Right. Not even photos. Like, yeah. she didn't really have photos up of her husband or anything. That was the exact same case with me. I had no idea what he looked like. I met my dad when I was 10 years old, mm. um, but I never knew anything about my dad what he looked like not even a name mm-hmm. nothing wow. same actually i yeah. still don't know my dad's name yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. never even seen a picture yeah yeah so. so there it is that's why i took a dna test yeah yeah because i i wanted to know like no for sure like yeah, yeah. what was that little extra piece of me like mm-hmm. you know yeah, uh turns out i mean dude was quite quite white and black <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah he was white and black i didn't know that yeah because huh. uh i'm 36 percent irish Oh shit! I had no oh, idea. No. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Valiant effort. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you know I'm not Irish. I'll drink Guinness. That sounded very much like like Tommy Wiseau or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. <laughs> uh, interrupted by a knock on the door, and it is Robbie checking in on Amelia and Sam. Uh, she invites him in. And Robbie tries to give him a board game because he is quote unquote sick. Uh, Sam tells Robbie that he's like, I'm not sick. Like, like what are you talking about? Gotcha. And then Amelia (laughs) Amelia says that he is, uh, she said, uh, he's not sick. He's a disobedient boy uh, who was kicked out of school. Um, Sam, upset, yells at his mom that uh, she won't let him have a dad and storms off. And Robbie's just like, <laughs> like, this is too much. I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to Amelia going down the uh, stairs in the basement because we actually don't even see Robbie leave. You just assume he left. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, she notices some of her husband's belongings on the ground. Uh, goes down to pick them up, and she's like super sad. Right? This like, is probably the this. first time she's seen any of this stuff. Yeah, in a while. Locked, locked up in the basement, and yeah. um, she had always thought that. The basement was locked. Didn't even know that Sam was even getting down there. So mm-hmm. think about when she put them away and has never looked at them. 
Yeah, yeah, seriously. So I think that's why you see that reaction where she grabs the photo and she squeezes it close to her mm. chest and she looks very upset. All right. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. She sees a photo of her husband and um, she picked of her and her husband and she picks it up and uh, while holding the photo close to her chest, she hears a rustling sound. She turns around to see uh, where the noise came from and there is no one but a hat, coat, pants and shoes dangling from a rack. So what the fucking tits? At least for me, this scene kind of started because rewatching this, I yeah. started picking up on like some of the symbolism about mm-hmm. what the monster really is. I was like, oh, this is the first time it's actually like leaking out of her. Like, I I see the basement as it opening up her old memories and wounds of her depression. Got it. So this is like her first sign of it, like taking over a little bit, manifesting itself. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like after six years, now things are starting to open up, basement door opening up, these mm-hmm. memories are coming back, and then she sees her own monster, mm-hmm. which is her depression and mental illness. Mm-hmm. That's a really good take. Yeah. Me watching it for the first time. I was like, oh, this is how it starts to progress. I'm like, yeah. Oh, shit. Me watching it for the first time, I saw the hat, the top, and the pants, and I was like, oh, Sam took his dad's clothes, put him on the wall, so he pretend he's there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. No think good of take. Babadook at all or anything. Like that. But now that I've watched it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Amelia and Sam are eating porridge upstairs while eating. Amelia bites down on glass, and she looks at Sam to tell him not to eat it, <clears throat> and she takes it away to check his food. Sam. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sam tells uh, Sam tells her that the Babadook did it. Finding nothing in Sam's porridge, uh, she che- she goes back to check hers and finds another shard of glass inside the contents of the soup. Um, she tells him to go watch his DVD while she cleans up. Amelia is cleaning, uh, but then stops to look at Sam while he watches his magic trick DVD. Headed upstairs, she notices that Sam runs into another room. Uh, checking on the room he just came out of, she notices that a picture of her and her husband are scratched in black ink. Amelia goes into Sam's room and asks him um, if he thinks that this is uh, funny while showing him the picture. Sam gets up to grab his monster backpack ball-throwing contraption. Amelia tells him no and takes it away, but Sam pushes her to the ground and takes it back, yelling, Do you want to die? Ah, dude. Damn, that was such a great scene. Yeah, I was so... Confused. I, <laughs> I literally was like, oh. <laughs> but, oh, he did not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, I am shocked and appalled. <laughs> um, but like, because I saw it as two ways. Like initially, it's like I thought of it as someone going like, "Damn, this kid has behavioral issues." Like, you fuck with me, you want to die? <laughs> or, <laughs> or like, I'm trying to protect you. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah or I saw, and then afterwards, I saw it as like, "Oh no," he's like, "No, this is necessary. Do you want to die? Like, do you want us not to be together?" Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yo, back up. I got you, mom. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> Like, come on. Amelia is sitting at the dinner table and the light above her starts to go out. Uh, Sam is upstairs in his room waiting for the Babadook. She, Sam goes over to the dresser and slowly looks up with, his fe- with fear in his eyes. Meanwhile, Amelia is downstairs trying to get rid of her headache, but a loud crash and scream erupts from the second floor. Amelia rushes upstairs and notices that the dresser is tipped over and the window is left wide open. She starts to hear Sam breathing heavily underneath the bed. She grabs him and puts him on the bed, and Sam starts yelling, don't let him in, don't let him in, don't let him in, repeatedly. Jesus Christ. As a parent, 
That's After okay. reading Mr. Babadook. <laughs> do you think he'd just be faking all this? Like his imagination is running wild? Possible. Or would you be like, yo, the Babadook is here? <laughs> it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, I always go back to the symbolism, but I feel like this is him discovering that his mom is going through a mental break at this point. Yeah. And he's trying to warn her to not let it take over. So you think there's no actual like entity at all? Yeah. Really? I yeah. think it's both. I think it's Ooh. a combination of both. I think because of her grief and depression that it invited the the Baba Duke because it's it's such it could be it's such a nest for negative energy that like that's what like evil entities feed off I of. I kind of agree with that. Maybe it is yeah. a little bit yeah. of both. But like I, I totally agree with your take. Like, yeah, it's her grief manifesting. Both realizing it now, it's like you're yeah. letting this entity in because of your yeah. mental state. Yeah, but I think at this <clears throat> point, Sam is just like, it's a monster. Mm. I'm gonna kill the monster. Yeah. I'm gonna let protect me protect you. you. Yeah, let yeah. me help you through this. But he's coming to realize that it's like this is bigger than something he can just beat up. Yeah, that's true. Because it's just so powerful, and yeah. it's because her grief is so powerful. Exactly, her depression is so powerful that they had to work together. Yeah, and I, I actually agree with uh, you as well, David. Where um, it, it really comes out when she goes back to read the book again. Yeah, uh, like for herself, mm-hmm. and um, like it really comes out where it's like, if you forget about me, I grow stronger. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. just like it's just like the more you try to deny yeah, the more you try to deny me. Yeah, and it's 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 fascinating because of how mental illness will work and also yeah. other stuff like cuz if mental illness is denied and not taken care of, it does it grow worsens. stronger. Yep. Like yeah. it just worsens and worsens and worsens and and if you take something as as simple as schizophrenia, right? And when I first watched this movie, I that was what I had in my head, where I was like, they might both, because I was with you at first, Freddie, where yeah. I was like, I don't think there's anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they both were suffering from schizophrenia mm-hmm. um, because it is possible to yeah. be it on the same wavelength. Too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I when I watched like, it the no second what, time around, I was like, no, nah, I, th- I do believe something's there. Even the neighbor's like, oh, yeah, watch your mom's leg. It's like, oh, shit. No, everything happened. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And all that shit was real. Yeah. Uh, Amelia notices the book was moved from its location on the top of her wardrobe, but now on a shelf closer to reach. Amelia takes the book and starts ripping the pages downstairs and puts them in the trash. Um, and then I even put here, this is another cool moment of when, as soon as she puts it in the trash, the music stops. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, back in the house, Amelia has the lights on while her and Sam uh, try to sleep. The lights start to flicker next to her bed, and she decides to turn it off. A loud knocking of something behind the door startles her to sit up. Nothing there. She lies back down and puts the covers over her head. Next day, Sam and Amelia are at Ruby's party. Um, and I even put her that Ruby is also a little fucking brat. Yeah, she is. She's a little cunt. Such a brat, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. That was like, I already have this doll. It's like, well, I guess they'll be twins and go shopping together. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Amelia like, tries to get Sam off of her uh, so he can go play, but he's whining t- to stay clutched to her side. Uh, Amelia even tries to cover up for her son, right, where she's like, oh, he's yeah. tired yeah, or whatever. Uh, she tells him to go play affirmatively. Like she's just like, "Go play yeah. now! <laughs> like yeah. get out of here." Uh, Sam runs out of the room, and the ladies start asking questions about Amelia's writings. Uh, one of the women tells her that she does volunteer work with the disadvantaged women that lost their husband too. 
Amelia sits there staring at the ground for a while and answers with it being, "Oh, it must be a tragedy that she ca- that you can't go to the gym anymore. Must have to uh, must have a lot of, a lot to talk about with those poor disadvantaged women." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, bitch." The scene was just like <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was. Uh, we cut to the kids playing outside in the backyard. Ruby goes up to the treehouse and tells Sam that he is not allowed in here because uh, it is hers. Sam tells her that he's not hurting anybody, uh, so why can't he stay? Cut back to the women. We, uh, uh, excuse me, the women downstairs say goodbye to each other, and Claire sits down upset with the situation. Back to the kids yelling about the Babadook. Amelia and Claire are arguing um, downstairs ab- about about people talking about her husband Oscar and how she never wants to hear it and deal with it sure. and so on and so forth. Yeah. Meanwhile. Um, Ruby is telling Sam that his dad died because nobody wants him, including his mom. Sam gets up and pushes that dumb little bitch <laughs> out of the doorway <laughs> of the treehouse, and she falls face first, but yeah. she falls and breaks her nose she in two places. It. She deserved two it. Places. Two places. Um, and I actually, I personally hate this scene Why? just because of how cheesy he pushes her. Oh, yeah? Because he kind of gets up and it's like, like, like oh. That's realistic. It wasn't for a six-year-old. Sure, I don't know. I feel like he would push a little harder. <laughs> I mean, it, he his intention isn't to push her out of the treehouse. It's Shit, just to it push. Felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see that with the way he pushed her. He's just like, I'm mad. Stop. Like just a yeah. quick like, uh, yeah. just push yeah. Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Freddy just broke his nose in two places. <laughs> but it just so happened that she fell out. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. She deserved it. Uh, <laughs> Ruby is on the ground crying, and I put face down, question mark. <laughs> like, how tall is this tree? Tall enough for her to turn around and fall face first. Whatever. Sure. Amelia and Claire run to her. Claire picks her up and yells at Amelia to watch the children if she doesn't want anyone else to get hurt. I'm like, man, fuck you. I'm going to take my kid going home then. Fuck. <laughs> Sam trying to justify why he pushed her out of the window. He was just like, she was saying stuff about my dad and saying I didn't have a dad and all this other stuff. Uh, we cut to Sam in the car having a full-blown meltdown, kicking his mom's seat while she's driving, crying, screaming. Jesus. Jesus. What do you do? You can't hit kids anymore. <laughs> Can you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit a kid anymore. So it's like, because I was thinking, <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> but it's like, damn, like, what can you do at that point? Because, like, she's like... I think in the moment she's like, you're not having a party anymore, right? Or yeah. like your own yeah. party. Like it's like, but he's still freaking out. Um, it's challenging, man. Like, it is. It's like, yeah. Can you break check a kid? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? No. <laughs> Stop. Like, <laughs> uh, we are not here to tolerate children violence, by the way. <laughs> we are honestly just poking fun at the situation. Amelia pulls off to yell, um, why can't you just be normal? I Sam, can't believe her. And Damn. this part is actually so funny to me. Because she like turns back <laughs> and she's like, why can't you be normal? And he just starts screaming louder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's because she, he's sees the Babadook there with her. And right. He's freaking out. Yeah. And says that there's, uh, and then she says that there's no Babadook. Sam stops screaming and looks to his right as if something is uh, sitting right next to him. Um, he then starts yelling for 
it to get out repeatedly. Amelia, terrified, tells him to stop, but uh, his episode induces a seizure. Amelia rushes out of the car to take him uh, to take him out. Uh, two people walk by, and Amelia asks them for help. We cut to Sam getting checked out by a doctor. The doctor lets lets her know that his brain overheated. Amelia tells the doctor that uh, uh, that they that Sam has gotten far uh, for, excuse me. Amelia tells the doctor that Sam has gotten worse. The doctor suggests that she sees a psychiatrist. Amelia asks him for for some drugs that she can have to give Sam so he can go to sleep until they can at least get a, uh, an appointment. Uh, he gives her some. He gives her a prescription for one week, um, and now we're back home. Sam and Amelia are on his bed talking about kids not liking him, and this part just really tugged at my strings. Kids yeah. still don't like me. Yeah. So I feel that. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Oh. Wow. Nah, you're lying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia tells him to take his pill, uh, but he grabs her and hugs her. He tells her that he doesn't want her to die. She tells him that she's not going to die and to take his pill so he can get some sleep. Sam asks if she can, uh, if she will, Sam asks if this will t- take the Babadook away, and she tells him that she thinks it will. She tucks him in and heads off to, um, heads um, off to her room and in that dreamlike state she uh, uh she is floating downward towards her bed to sleep she wakes up and notices that it is 11 a.m she ch- uh, goes to check on her son but he is not in bed amelia goes downstairs and a knock at the door she opens it to find nobody there when she opens the door a bang um is uh is at the door as uh, the second time three bangs each just bang, yeah. bang. three knocks through bangs and sam was in bed he was just was he? Yeah, I think the whole thing was like because it looked like the bed was messed up. Yeah, he was in it. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. and it's like it's a shocking moment because like you're like because every time he's up before her, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the first time he's like, yo, those he's like knocked. knocked him out. Like yeah. it's like it worked, and yeah. she looks refreshed. Yeah. She does. Yeah, she's yeah. like, woo, yeah. all right. <laughs> um, she opens the door. Nobody's there, but the book, Mister Babadook, is at the doorstep. Amelia brings the book inside and notices the pages are taped together, but nothing else added to the book. Pages that includes Amelia this time. Mm. Yeah. Well, there before. It says, quote, I will wager you. I will make you a bet. The more you deny, the stronger I get, turns the page. Let me in, and you see the Babadook's picture hovering over Amelia's paper cutout body. Turn page. You start to change when I get in, and the Babadook's extending his arms out, and Amelia cuts. Amelia's cutout is in front of him, doing the same thing, extending her arms out as if she is being controlled by the Babadook. The Babadook growing right underneath your skin turns page. Oh, come, come and see what's underneath. Turns page. Another cutout of of another cutout showing Amelia killing her dog, then her son, then herself. She takes the book outside to go burn to go burn it while Sam watches her do it. Amelia is on the phone with Claire and she tries to tell her that she thinks someone is harassing them. Claire doesn't want to uh, Claire doesn't want to hear it and tells her that she doesn't have time for all of this and then hangs up. What a bitch, dude. Dude, Claire. I yeah. opened the episode saying nursery rhymes are creepy, but yo, I love the the second version of the book's rhyme. So dope. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's dope. sick. I love it. And the animations and everything. It was yeah. crazy. And how it's just so much bigger and more, there's just more energy there. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I like, agree. It's like you've pissed me off. 
Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And that's kind of like how depression is. Like, the more you deny it, the stronger it gets. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want, but I'm still here. Absolutely. Amelia hangs the phone back up on the hook and is walking out, but then the phone starts to ring. Amelia thinks it's Claire when she picks it back up on the other end, Oof. but it's someone saying, Baba Duck, Duck, Duck. The way he's doing it is so cool. Yeah. It's like his voice is all like raspy. Duck, Duck. Yeah. Duck. Like, Baba Duck, Duck, Duck. It's so good. Um, cuts to Amelia inside of a police station. She is trying to report that her her and uh, her son Sam um, are being stalked by someone. The cop asks if she uh, um, ask her uh, if she has the book that was uh, given to her, but she tells him that she burnt it, um, and he's like, "You burnt it, so nothing I could do then." Yeah, I hate the cops. I hate I hate this in horror flicks when. Cops. You go to the station and the cops just laugh at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, it's always it the worst. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. And especially, I hate when people think the protagonist is crazy when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. He tells her that there's nothing that they can really do. Amelia tells the cop that the man um, has been calling them. The cops, still not convinced, ask her uh, how she knows that it is him and it is because of the things that were written in the book. And uh, the cop... Uh, says the book that you burnt. And she's like, yes. <laughs> when the cop bends down to sarcastically write the information down, Amelia notices that there's a coat and a hat with a long pointy fingers coming out of the coat. Dude, that was creepy. That was so good. So good. That was so creepy. I, that's another one that I was like, <gasps> yeah. It reminded me of like the first opening scene of when Georgie goes downstairs in It Chapter 1. And You know, I still haven't watched that and I tried to watch that, that last week with Bella. Oh really? Yeah. What happened? Um, just wasn't into it. I think it. we couldn't. No, we couldn't find it on any streaming service at all. You had to buy it, but we could stream sure. chapter two. I think it's on Amazon. It wasn't. It wasn't on Amazon Prime. Nope. Mm. Um, but yeah, because like I mean, this is so, totally off tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> fine. Um, because it's like, what? Bella want, wants to watch a horror movie? Hell yeah. 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 Like, yeah. let's do this. And do then it. we did it. Oh we could, yeah, no. We didn't want to buy. She it. just wanted to specifically watch that. Yeah. Oh dang! Yeah, shucks. A good one though. Yeah, it is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a really really good one. Uh, spooked by the potential side of the Babadook, she decides that uh, it is time that she just leaves. Uh, the cop notices her hand, and two other cops are just sort of staring at her with confusion. She tells the cop to not worry about it and just walks out of the station. Amelia is picking up uh, Sam from Mrs. Roach. Uh, from Mrs. Roach, uh, Sam tells. Tells his mom that Mrs. Roach has Parkinson's and that that is why she shakes. And he's like starting to shake just like her. And Amelia's super embarrassed. Tells him that he doesn't have to say everything that goes through his head. Mrs. Roach tells her that it's okay and uh, says that he is very much like Oscar that way. I felt so bad for uh, Roach and Sam at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is a good moment. Like they're yeah. they're both they're like interacting they're both so lonely and yeah like you said they're bonding and she kind of ruins the moment yeah Yeah. um she takes it way too serious she's just so unaware yeah 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 bitch (laughs) (laughs) amelia very frustrated asks if she uh has to bring her husband up all the time and then walks off to grab sam and take him home inside the home their dog is barking at amelia and the dog won't let amelia touch him amelia is about to wash the dishes and notices um a roach on her shoulder uh, she brushes it off and notices that uh, they are coming from underneath the fridge. 
She moves the fridge out of the way and checks behind some wallpaper. One roach falls out. She removes more and notices a large hole with roaches coming out of it. She tells Sam to not come, to not come in um, there so she can clean. Whilst cleaning, someone knocks on the door. A man and a woman are a man and a woman are at her door. Warren Newton and and Prue uh, Flannery from the Department of Community Services. Uh, they are there to speak with Sam and to have Amelia look at some papers that she may need to sign. Uh, Amelia lets lets them in the house, and Prue sees Sam on the couch. She introduces herself to uh, she introduces herself and Warren to Sam. Sam tells her that he's uh, really tired from the drugs that his mom gave him. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, Perfect Narcan timing. already, bro!" I Come really on. <laughs> Um, Amelia frantically corrects him, not drugs, but tranquilizers from the doctor's office. Prue asks Amelia for a glass of water, and they follow her into the kitchen. While walking into the kitchen, Amelia is telling them that they have a roach infestation because of the hole behind the fridge. Amelia can, um, can no longer see it, and no one else can see the hole either. Amelia changes her answer about there being a hole um, on, behind the, uh, on the wall, rather on the wallpaper. So, yeah, it's like, all right, you know, good cover up, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Warren hands Amelia some papers and lets her know that uh, they caught her at a bad time, but will be required to come back during that week. Man, this water is not helping my throat. Oh, no, not dry. (laughs) Uh, Sam calls him um, mom or excuse me. Sam calls his mom to tell her. That uh, he is going to throw up. <laughs> oh. uh, we cut to uh, we cut to night while Sam is sleeping on the couch and Amelia doing the dishes. Uh, she is looking out of the window at Mrs. Roach, then looks down at the bowl. Um, she is mildly scrubbing, scrubbing, and back at Mrs. Roach, but notices a man with a top hat standing right behind her. Dude, that one! Oh, give what me a shiver! Great scene, but it was right? the, it was a great reveal. Because you're waiting for the reveal and then that popped up. So it was mm-hmm. just so subtle. It's like, it's as if the Boba Duke was like, all right, I want you to see me now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm going to fuck with you. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, that scene, I actually really, really enjoy that scene because it, it, it's, it has kind of that, that, you know, Shot horror, factor. that, yeah, that yeah. horror movie, like, uh, music play on there when you kind of <laughs> see him. But, it just was so much more chilling for some reason. It was. Oh, sure. Because I've seen that reveal happen millions of times before. Yeah. But with this one, it was just something about it. Seriously. I yeah. can't even put my finger on it. Yeah. The thing is because it's the first time she's seen it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because a lot of the times we see the monster before the, the character does. It's true. Oh, but this sure. time we saw it with her at the same time. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You see exactly what the kid was seeing the entire time. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Uh, but this is why it actually made me think, like, when she first saw the roaches, like, it made me think that she was probably suffering from some type of hallucina- hallucinations. Yeah. Sure. Um, because, like, she wasn't able to see them again afterwards, and there was nothing technically there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think from what I take it, I'm going back to the symbolism, I don't know why. No, it's no, good. No, 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 this like, uh, movie's filled with yeah. it. Yeah, while, it, while it you're doing that, that like, I'm going to use the bathroom. Remember, yeah, remember. it just shows that, like, she is seeing this disgusting insect thing coming out from underneath the walls uh-huh. which is kind of like her own emotional barriers really that's how I kind of saw it where it's like she's starting to see something leak outside of herself like her I feel like the house itself is a symbolic to her like own body 
where her oh. basement's where she holds everything in. She suppresses everything it to is the slowly like cracking open and like letting loose this entity inside it. That's actually a really good outlook to look at it because when it when it came to the cockroaches and all that, I couldn't really gather what it meant because I was just like it seemed creepy just for the sake of creepiness for a movie. But now yeah. that you play it out that way. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. The movie's filled with so much symbolism. It's like, it's literally all over the place. Yeah, because I feel like ever since the basement door opened, that's when everything started escalating for herself. What her son used to see everything. Yeah. Now she's starting to see everything. She's yeah. starting to see that stuff that's not there, like the son did. Or like, now she's like, oh, now I see it, and now no one else can see it. Yeah. It's like, even our own emotions and feelings, or our own anxieties and depression. No one can really see it but ourselves. Yeah, and sometimes people won't even realize it's there even though you're feeling it. And, and it's like, because you can just keep it. And when she saw hidden. that, she's like, oh, let me clean this up really quick. Don't come in here. Don't look at it. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. 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 I caught a little bit of that while I was gone. Um, but thank you. <laughs> she drops the bowl in the sink and breaks it Sam comes to tell his mom that he uh, is going to go to bed Amelia tells him that uh, he has to stay awake for a while so the pills can take uh, a better effect yeah they go into the living room and watch a program on TV um, she is in, in his room reading him a book but Sam is already sound asleep the light starts to flicker off again and Amelia looks at herself in the mirror the house is fast asleep but Amelia is still wide awake. She uh, hears scraping across the floor and then and then hears their dog barking from behind the door. She lets him in and goes back to lie down. But she starts hearing uh, starts to hear scraping on the floor again. Uh, this time, her door slowly opens and a dark hooded figure comes inside the room. Ugh. Amelia puts her covers over her head to try and hide from the creature or man. Uh, while underneath the covers, he says, Baba Duke. <laughs> Dude, I was creeped yeah, out. Super creepy. So good though. So it good. was. Though. She slowly removes the covers from her face, and the thing is climbing on the ceiling. It's like, <laughs> Dude, this. <laughs> oh yeah, even the sound effects were like yeah, crazy. This is yeah. done so well. Again, like we always talk about how like I mean we're we watch horror movies weekly, right? But it's like this is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to scare me, but like. This one got you, huh? It, it, it spooked me. This one got it you. It was spooky. Right, <laughs> I feel like it's something that has to do with his name, too, and how it's said. It's like, it's a very yeah. creepy-ass name. Oh, okay. This I is, got some facts for that, yeah. too, by Okay, the way. it's yeah. funny because, like, me and my roommate always say, the Babadook, like, as, like, a meme. Yeah. And I had he had and that seen was, it. And that was before ago. you seen it. Yeah, and, like, I always be like, the Babadook, like, just to be funny. Yeah. yeah. Now you know. Yeah, but at the Shit same no time. Joke. Yeah. Yeah. this could easily have been very corny to look at too, but mm-hmm. it, it worked. No, it's I'm shocked worked. that it's just a like, it's just it's a good. dude, just mm-hmm. a pale dude. Just pale yeah. dude, but he scares me somehow. I don't get it. I'm glad. I'm so glad this scares you. I don't get it. I don't get why it scares me. The Babadook drops down from the ceiling towards Amelia. Amelia gets up out of the bed and grabs Sam to take him downstairs, but not sh- uh, before she turns on every single light in the in her room. Amelia is carrying carrying Sam while she is uh, running down the stairs. While she gets down there, she starts turning on the lights and watches TV to stay awake. Um, there's some crazy weird Babadook shit on the TV, um, and this actually looks fantastic. 
Yeah, just looks when it's just really subtly good. there. Oh and he's like, he God. appears in in certain I pieces of it. It was so cool. It was done so cool, and it doesn't look cheesy. And even when you're watching all these things on the TV, you're like, oh, this looks like legitimately like old film or yeah. like old, you well, know. And uh, have you guys ever heard of George Melies? Sounds familiar. Uh, he was like the main director guy from Hugo, the guy like. Who found his tapes and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. They showed clips of his stuff in there. Yeah. Like, oh, cool! Oh, I yeah. wonder if that's that's like, right. Really in there? Oh yeah, so I don't it kind of makes me want to go back and like look, oh, at, yeah. that look at that again. Yeah, yeah um, like we're talking about film history, film history with Hugo, yeah. right? Like, yeah, 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 really old. School. Yeah, I re- I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Where you used to like paint every cell type. Exactly. Of right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. literally processing film. Yeah. Ew. I'm glad those days have changed. <laughs> now morning, and Bugsy, and Bugsy is barking at Amelia. Amelia is on the phone and calls out for work. Uh, she hangs up the phone and lies down in bed. She comes in. She, oh excuse me. Sam comes into the room to tell his mom that he is really hungry and that he took his pill, and that she said that you can't take the pill without eating. Yeah. Amelia, getting irritated, tells him to stop talking. Sam tries to apologize, but Amelia yells, if he is really hungry, then go eat shit. Dude, when she, <laughs> oh my God, when she said that, I just, <gasps> <gasps> I just wanted to smack her uh, and take Sam and be like, it's okay, baby, it's okay. don't worry. It's okay, you don't have to eat shit with me. <laughs> Sam runs out of the room crying while Amelia lies back down just to go to sleep. Oh, man. And Amelia eventually wakes up and goes into his into her son's room. She notices that he is curled up in a co- in a corner, and she starts to apologize to him. Amelia kneels down to console him. Um, he, um, but he moves to another corner. She asks if he if he would like to go to Wally's, um, and that he can have whatever he wants. Cut to Amelia and Sam at Wally's. There are a group of kids behind them making an absolute ruckus while a parent is trying to calm them down, but is. Very unsuccessful. Yeah. You can't hit kids anymore. Can't hit kids anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia is smiling at Sam while Sam is drinking and staring at her. Um, Amelia uh, gets a jolt of pain in her cheek and goes to rub it. We cut uh, cut to them driving the car. Sam is asking them uh, where they're going. Actually, I have a theory about the The tooth pain. Yeah. Yeah. my theory, it might make more sense once we get later down into the story, but my theory is that that is the the main thing that's kind of keeping her grounded. Because when she removes it, she's gone. Oh. Yeah. So her pain. I, her pain. I mean, it could be a correlation of people that do self-harm. Maybe. And the pain makes her feel grounded or alive. Maybe. Or that yeah. things are real, but yeah. oh, I wonder. I don't know. Because I, I kind of couldn't grab onto the idea of it. Yeah. It was interesting. Amelia gets a jolt of pain. Um, oh, excuse me. We cut to them in the car. Uh, Sam is asking asking them where they're going. Cockroaches are crawling on papers in the back seat. Amelia notices that there are several cockroaches crawling on her dress as well. A shape of the Babadook um, is seen in her rearview mirror, and Amelia starts to swerve back and forth, trying to get a grip, but crashes into another car. The man gets out of the car, starts to yell at her for her actions while t- um, talking to her or yelling at her. Uh, she backs up and just drives off. I couldn't believe it. She's like, like oh, I'm just not fucking with this shit. Yeah, she's I'm like, oh, you're, you're not worth my time right now, sir. 
Amelia pull, Amelia pulls up um, in front of her house and greet and is greeted by Mrs. Roach. Without acknowledging her, she continues walking to her house with Sam. Amelia is in the bathtub, sitting down with all of her clothes on. Sam comes in to tell his mom that he uh, can call uh, Aunt Claire uh, to come over. Amelia says that Claire doesn't want to t- want to talk to them anymore. Sam demands for his mom to look at him. She does and gets out of the water to pick up Sam and put him in. Uh, in with her at this point in time did you guys note like no think that she was in water inside no, the bathtub uh, even the second time watching i forgot about it so when she stood up i was like oh she's in water yeah yeah crazy i was like girl's gone cuckoo yeah i was and like i think that's the huh. point yeah seriously it, it, it's definitely an unsettling thing for sure sam tells his mom that he doesn't want her to go away and she reassures him that she d- isn't going anywhere we cut to amelia coming from the basement with a violin Sam conf- uh, confusingly calls out to his mom, but she ignores him to walk upstairs. In her bed, cuddling her violin, Sam gets up to, uh, gets up next to her. Sam tells her that he doesn't think uh, they should stay here tonight. Amelia tells him to sleep. He gets up and accidentally touches her violin. Amelia yells and tells him to leave it. Yeah. That was such a great I felt so bad for him. I did too. Yeah. This was like the, like, the start of her default. No, I wouldn't say the the start because the start we we saw a little bit earlier. But like, like this is where I um like, which is full blown on his side. Yeah, where I was just like, okay, it's kind of crazy how the like, tables turn so quickly, right. right? Yeah, it's like now this is starting to get abusive. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was definitely really 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 scary. It's so crazy. Like I feel like I've been a little personal with this episode, but I, it's so crazy. Like I get personal, boy. Um, <laughs> what's happened in this movie? When I was his age, were like nightmares I would have. I would have nightmares of my mom acting like that or abandoning me. I would have that too. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it was weird. I, maybe that's why this movie like fucked with me so much because a lot of it was like, dude, I feel like these were nightmares I had as a kid his age. Yeah, of my mom just being this monster. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's always rough, especially because um, with with me, uh, I was I was born into foster care. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with with me being born in the foster care or whatever, like mo- me not ever really seeing my mom. Like I met my mom again when I was like six or seven or something like that. Like this definitely like hit a little ha- hard for me too because when I met her, I would start having dreams like that. I would start having nightmares and yeah. things like that about my mom. Yeah, and it was they were always super duper intense. But yeah, you, know, you know it is what it is. Uh, he runs over to the chair across the other side of the room and curls, curls his legs to hide his face a bit uh, while he watches his mom. Amelia's asleep, but is woken up by a ghostly whisper saying there's something in the house. She can't move, but still hearing noises surrounding her um, until the voice yells, there's something in the house. Mm. But it's like kind of muffled. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds really cool. Yeah. But I think I she had like a bit of like sleep paralysis until it like snapped her out of it. Yeah. Um. She gets up gasping for air, looking around the room. Amelia heads downstairs and hears more whispering until she stops moving. Then the whispering will cease. I thought this was so cool. She oh, would yeah. she would go downstairs, and when she stopped on the stairs, the whispering stopped. And the only time it picked back up is when she started to move again. Damn, I'm having trouble remembering it, but I somewhat remember it. But yeah, I remember her creeping down, yeah. just trying to find out where it's sourcing exactly. from. Exactly. start hearing right. Sam's voice more. Right. Yeah. 
Amelia heads downstairs and hears more whispering until she stops moving. Then the whispering will cease once again. She begins moving again, um, and the whispering continues, looking behind her, but nothing. She goes completely downstairs and heads into the kitchen. Amelia sees Sam on the phone with Mrs. Roach. Mrs. Roach thought someone had broken into the house, but Amelia assures her that nobody hadn't, just Samuel being disobedient again. Yeah. She hangs up the phone and starts drilling into Sam about disobeying her and calling someone. She takes the batteries out of the phone, then a knife out of the drawer, and heads over to the phone wire to cut it. Violent. So sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Dude, you see the look on his face. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, my mom is gone. Yeah. He knows. He's a smart kid. Gone. He is smart. While heading back towards the stairs, knife in hand, Sam tells her um, tells her sorry and mentions the Babadook. Amelia turns around and points the knife at him while telling him that the Babadook is not real and and is something that he made up. Now, this is what, once again, takes you back to what Freddie said about this movie being kind of all in their heads in a way. Okay. Um, mainly because if you think about it, what us as children... Yeah. When we think of trauma, we try to piece things in place of it so we make it seem like it's not real. Like there's a monster. Right. Yeah. So it's possible mm-hmm. that Freddy still might be onto something. I think it's both. I think it's both, I too. Think it's yeah. both. I think it's both, too. But yeah. um, I like. I feel like this – I feel like Jennifer Kent made this movie to where you can either be on either side of the spectrum. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Open I Open for discussion. That. So, That's why I love about this movie. Yeah. There's just some things where it doesn't add up for me, like Same. the dresser being knocked over. Yeah. Or... But was it ever knocked over? Mm. Yes. Was it? Or was it? I mean, perceptions of them. I mean, if you also Can't think, if you, <laughs> if you also think about it too, though, I mean, you're, you're kind of on something like, what it's if like, he climbed up to get the book and sure. it fell over? I mean, yeah. Because the book was... was I mean, <laughs> I'm just talking about the ending scene where the whole house is like crumbling apart, but the house never crumbled apart. Yeah. But they both saw it. What about all the vomit? Was there any vomit? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could we movie. ever say that there was vomit? What about the uh, Jacob's Ladder style head bobbin? Oh, so cool. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Looks better in Jacob's Ladder, though. Was there any head bobbin? They both looked good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Did yeah. that even happen? Was Did she Jacob actually, actually had a ladder? <laughs> <laughs> Did Bubsy really die? Uh, yes, yeah, Bubsy was yeah, definitely yeah. dead. That's the one thing I picked up no. the second time watching. It. I was Bubsy like, oh, was he's definitely on the dead. Ground. They show him on the they ground. I was like, literally what the fuck? show him. Why couldn't he have lived? <laughs> yeah, Bubsy dead. That's uh, rough. Oh, <laughs> you're horrible for that. That was, that was horrible. horrible. Sam tells her that he. Uh, Sam tells her that he told her to not let it in. Amelia yells that she. Um, oh my gosh! Sorry, throat dry. Amelia yells that she will make sure that nothing will come in there, and ha- and heads to every opening in uh, in the house to close it and lock it. Fuck. That was that, scary. Yeah, that was scary. When she was doing that. After shutting a window and locking it, Amelia sits down to uh, with pure sadness in her eyes. M- uh, meanwhile, Sam takes uh, his monster hunting backpack and his and he's in his room waiting for his mom. We cut to Amelia uh, upstairs trying to give her son another pill, but he tells her that um, he doesn't feel well. She lets him know that if he doesn't feel well... Um, 
or excuse me, she lets him know that if he doesn't take it, he will feel worse. Sam tries to fight her on it, but she tells him that uh, he has to take the pill because she said so and because she's the adult in this scenario. Yeah. It's the whole Matilda thing, right? I'm yeah. big, you're small. It's messed up. I think yeah. in any scenario where someone can't explain why something's happening and they use that, it's yeah. a huge red flag. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Sam takes the pill out of her hand and acts like uh, he takes the pill. <clears throat> so I thought that was a pretty baller move. I was like, smart yeah. move. You know what? It's smart hella funny because he did that. And I was like, I was like, fool, why don't you just put it in your mouth and put it underneath your tongue? Or something, right? Yeah. Or just not solid. Yeah. And then she checked his mouth. She I'm like, mouth. oh, he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Uh, back downstairs, Amelia's watching TV with Sam. And I put here a good touch on the wolf in sheep's clothing while playing the hearse song. Have you guys heard of that song? Mm, I don't think so. Have you, Freddie? Mm, probably, but don't know. Well, that's why I brought this book. Oh, <laughs> good segue. So the hearse scary song, stories. it comes from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. A book that was made in the 90s, but the Hearst song goes a little like this. And I'll sing it kind of the same tone that it was played in the in the cartoon. Let's hear it. Uh, don't you ever laugh as the Hearst go by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in a big white sheet from head down to your down your feet. They put you in a big black box and cover you up with dirt and rocks. All goes well for about a well, all goes well for about a week. Then your coffin begins to leak. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, the worms play play pinhole. Wait, wait, what? What? Hold on. I read that. I read that so wrong. Um, the worms play Pinocchio. 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 Of can, course. He guess this word. Pinocchi. Pinocchio. Sure. Pinocchio. On. Oh, is that a? That's it's it's P. It's P I N O C H L E. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. It is Pinocchio. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was an I. Yeah. I'm blind. Uh, Pinocchio on your snout. Uh, they eat your eyes, they eat your nose, they eat the jelly between your toes. A, a big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. Your stomach turns slimy, green and pus, pours out of, pours out of you like whipping cream. You spread it on a slice of bread and that's what you eat when you're dead. Clip that. Well, those are the actual lyrics <laughs> used in the movie? No, the lyrics weren't used, but the tone was used. So that tone originated from that song. Because mm-hmm. I've heard the tone before, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the lyrics. Yeah, it's it was when the sheep, when the wolf was yeah. walking, it was playing the tone of this song Ooh. in the background. Nice. It was. A, <laughs> it's so it. I've always had a fascination with that song, mm-hmm. and it's always been super creepy. Yes. Um, and they even use that same song in the actual scary stories to tell in the dark movie. Um, which yeah, and it's used perfectly in that movie. That movie's not great. That makes me want to be cremated, to be honest. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that okay, very gotcha. much fair. I want to evaporate. <laughs> I want to turn into water. Something <laughs> to space. Ooh. Uh, she, she looks over at she looks over at him and she sees him bloodied and stabbed on the bed on and the couch. Was, I when thought I, she did it. When I saw this, I was like, <gasps> another infamous David gasp Uh, (laughs) Amelia gets up gasping after uh, gasping about to scream but Sam screams mom Uh, she looks up at him and he is in pure terror with pure terror on his face uh, because she is holding the knife in her other hand she goes into the kitchen to put the knife back in the drawer Amelia is sitting in the chair and calls out to Bugsy 
and is uh, standing right next to her. Yep. She picks him up, but he starts to growl and gets out of her clutches. Amelia is definitely confused as to what is going, what is happening to her. Amelia comes out to give Sam some late night sweets. While Sam is eating, Amelia's jaw starts hurting again. While Amelia is flipping through channels, she looks over at her son and Bugsy is lying on Sam watching Amelia like a fucking hawk, dude. Good good dog. Yeah, real good yeah. dog. Amelia stops on a channel of a mother who stabbed her son with a kitchen knife and her son almost turned seven. Mm. Dude, it was like, oh, it was perfect. so like it's fucking perfect. That was the perfect way. So when this portion of the scene was happening, I got PT vibes. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. radio playing in the exactly. background. Exactly, and it's the describing story. like what's yep. happening, but like the description on the radio and PT is what happened to the With family the, that lives in the house. house. Yeah. And it's so good. The the news uh, portion that she was watching, yeah. it does sound the same. Yeah, because it was an American Shit. accent. Yeah, and it was describing exactly what was foreshadowed for her to, ha- to do to Sam. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, oh. and, yeah. then, <laughs> and then you further are emphasized on that when. She is in the news portion mm-hmm. and uh, so scary, <laughs> so just good. thinking about it on the TV, a woman pe- peeks through the curtains and is Amelia looking back at herself, smiling. Then the power goes out in the whole house. Amelia looks around and looks at the couch, but Sam isn't there anymore. Sam comes up behind her with his eyes closed, telling her to wake up. She tells him that shutter uh, with a shuddering voice uh, that he is the one who is asleep and needs to wake up. Um, Sam heads down in the basement and Amelia is telling him not to go down there. Um, but he continues. Amelia gets up to follow him, follow him down there. And when she makes it down to the bottom of the stairs, Oscar is at the bottom of the floor. She goes to hug him and she says, uh, Oh, oh. I, thought, I thought she looked over. I was like, oh, don't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> we all got the heebie jeebies right don't now. Scary. Oscar. <laughs> Oscar the boy. Proud. The uh, boy. Amelia the gives, boy. Him, um, gives him a kiss, and Oscar says that uh, they can be together as, forever as long as she brings him the boy. Mm? Yeah. She backs away from him, and darkness surrounds him. And um and her while Oscar continues saying bring me the boy but his voice tre- is tremendously deeper and deeper. Amelia cries no, um repeatedly and runs away. Back upstairs, all of the lights are flickering until they pop. Amelia is um, backing away, but hears bugs chattering behind her. She looks behind her, and uh, the Babadook is coming from a dark area in the kitchen. He twitches, and she runs upstairs because he like stops. He's like. Uh, it was so good though sound effects I know seriously on point Um, when she gets into her room she closes the door and and, uh, sits by the chimney Uh, while sitting there the hat from the Babadook falls down next to her uh, dropping uh, dropping pieces of his clothing Uh, oh wait I skipped the part excuse me while sitting there the hat uh, of the Babadook falls right next to her she begins to crawl away slowly, and his clothes are f- are pretty much dropping uh, right next to her, just slowly, slowly, yeah. slowly. Uh, she um, says that this isn't. She stops and she says that this isn't real. But then the Babadook goes completely inside of her at yeah. this point in time. Crazy Why was she crawling so slowly? I don't know. Maybe was she just so scared? Scared, helpless, yeah. and vulnerable. Maybe she shit herself. 
Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. He's like, this is so uncomfortable. I myself watching it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's possible. Not you being there. <laughs> we fade to Amelia sitting down watching a horror movie. Um, she oh. is sitting there twitching and breathing heavily looking at the screen. Dude, it's so good. It was this moment where I was just like, this woman has fucking range. Yeah, she is. She is acting her ass off right now. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Sam and Bugsy are upstairs. Bugsy runs downstairs towards Amelia, barking at her. Amelia is breathing really hard and stops heavy breathing to look at Bugsy. Because she's like... (sighs) And she just turns her head, (laughs) looks, and fucking runs after Oh, God. No. I know. Seriously. She Uh, lunges up, chases Bugsby into the kitchen, and strangles him. Afterwards, she rummages in her her mouth to pull out her molar. Sam is looking down at, um, at her from the top of the stairs, and Amelia runs up to him. Sam locks himself in his room, and Amelia starts uh, tell, uh, telling him that Bugsy is hurt and that they have to take him to the vet. He ignores her, but still behind the door, listening to her. Amelia loses her patient and starts yelling that, um, yelling what we are familiar to seeing in the book, let me in. And she repeats it multiple times while yeah. her voice starts changing and getting deeper and raspier and deeper. Uh. So crazy. Jesus. This reminds me a little bit of The Conjuring 2. Yeah. yeah I got yeah, those yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when the, the little girl is starting to change her voice to the old man. Oh, man. They're like, when she's like screaming oh, inside yeah. the pipes. Yeah. I definitely got Conjuring vibes when I was watching this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she uh, grabs hold of a beam above the door and starts kicking the door until it opens. Once inside, she is looking for Sam. Sam comes from behind, comes out from behind a curtain, and she starts to float towards him. He oh. is so scared that he pees himself. Oh, that's such a good touch. Oh, right, my yeah. Gosh. Her comeback's like, oh, you're just you're you're a little old pig. And you're pissing yourself. Yeah, she calls him like a, a dirty little pig. Oh, yeah. That's what she calls him. So damn. poor kid, man. He is so strong. But like, Jeez. I think this what is a such badass. a good moment. Like when it comes, because at this point you're like, all right, it's the son versus the mom, right? But then. This moment where she literally floats over to him, so it's like the film is very clearly like this is a evil entity here, right? right. Yeah. And Sam standing there and pissing himself <sighs> is a good demonstration of like, don't forget, this is stu- this, this is a kid, fucking six year old little right, boy. This is still a little boy. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck. And yeah. she kind of reminds you too because she was like, you're still pissing yourself at the age of six. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yes, like, like this yeah. is scary. Like, <laughs> loaded to me right now. Yeah, seriously. At me. <sighs> she starts to tell him that she wishes him uh, wishes that he was uh, actually dead that night instead of Oscar. Oh. Sam uh, tells her Riddle that she too. isn't his mother. Amelia's voice starts to change when she uh, when she yells that she is his mother. Sam throws the firecrackers on the ground and books it into the other room. Amelia uh, comes out comes out to the hall and tells him to run as fast as he can and then starts chasing him. Sam has uh, has his mother hurting... Uh, oh, excuse me. Sam has his monster's hunting shit and shoots an arrow into his mom's uh, arm. Then the ball... Then he fl- flings the ball at her head then runs away. <laughs> Amelia is looking for him but interrupted by by Mrs. Roach knocking on the door. Oh, no. I yeah, this part like, I was... Yeah. I was like, bye, Mrs. Roach. I was like, not you. Yeah, seriously. Meanwhile, Sam goes down to the kitchen and notices Bugsy dead on the floor. Amelia answers the door, and Mrs. Roach is uh, checking on her to see if she if everything is okay. Amelia tells her that she is okay, um, but Mrs. Roach tells Amelia that she 
uh, would do anything for both Sam and her. So sweet. But she, she loves, loves them both. Them. So sweet. She's too sweet. She's really too sweet. sweet. Too sweet. And she's outside, cold, and she's in the middle of the night. Like, what the fuck? I was so scared something yeah. was gonna happen to her. Yeah, me too. Or something happened to I'm her. Say it again. I would have fought the Bob. Would have. We would have been hitting. We would have been fucking tussled. Sam is about to run out of the kitchen, but Amelia is standing in the doorway, apologizing and crying. She tells him that uh, she spoke with Mrs. Roach and that um, they can stay with uh, uh, with her tonight. She gets on her knees, moving closer to Sam, and starts t- uh, telling him that uh, she wants to make it up to him. Amelia, oh, wait, where am I? Uh, Amelia tells him that she wants him to meet his dad, and that it is a beautiful place there, um, where he is. Sam takes the knife and stabs Amelia in the leg, then <sighs> runs down the basement, or d- runs down into the basement. Amelia runs down in the basement and trips over a rope, hits her head, and Ugh. then falls da- falls down the stairs. Sam comes behind her and whacks her and whacks her leg. She falls <laughs> and knocks herself out. What a scene! So did right? she? Great. Did she? If it was just grief, did she really hit her head? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that will happen. I don't she, think so. Did she really just wake up from a concussion like that? <laughs> out of bounds. <laughs> uh, Amelia wakes up tied uh, with a rope. T- um, while she's trying to get out, she notices Sam in the corner and starts screaming. Sam tells her that uh, he ha- he is not letting her, he is not leaving her, and comes closer to her. Amelia starts to shriek at him and slightly uh, starts to whine. Sam tells her, Sam tells her that he knows that she doesn't love, she doesn't love him, uh, because the Babadook won't allow her to love him, but he still loves her anyway. Such a good scene. Dude, oh, my boy. I feel like, for him so right? bad. I was like, you are more of a man than I will ever be. Seriously. <laughs> Amelia starts to scream, cry, and convulse. She gets out of her restraints and starts choking Sam. Whilst, while doing so, Sam starts to caress her face just like he did earlier in the movie. Yeah. She begins to shake violently, getting out of her restraints even more now. Amelia is on, uh, sits up to be on all fours and throws up black sludge from her mouth. Um, and passes back out. Sam goes over, shaking, um, shaking, and calling her, calling to her until she gasps for air. Amelia and Sam limp upstairs and stop. Sam and Amelia are looking at each other, and Amelia, black sludge and all over her face and body, asks Sam, "What is it?" Sam tells her that he that she can't get rid of the Babadook. Then he drops to the uh, bottom step and is dragged upstairs by some invisible force, screaming, uh, "Crazy." She runs after him, and Sam is being thrown um, uh, to the wall multiple times until she grabs Sam and holds him on the bed. The bed begins to shake, but Amelia asks the Babadook, what does, what does it want? The bed stops, and Amelia, and Amelia starts wa- uh, walking towards the darkness. Oscar comes out of the darkness and tells her, that, uh, tells her to keep breathing in 10 more, to- in 10 more minutes, we'll be there. Yeah. and they will be there. This shit hits hard I've, when I, you realize what he's talking about. Yeah, and I feel like it's um, because the Babadook had possessed Amelia. It's like he's been in her mind. He knows what will pain her, right? Sure. Um, so he's using that against her. Yo, what's up with the Babadook sounding like a bootleg Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah. That, that took me out a little bit. That made me yeah. laugh each time, which I was okay with because I was so scared. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. This is funny. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I hated that. Yeah, it was yeah. so bad. They should have just kept the hissing. Yeah. Yeah. The 
They should just skip that shit. But whatever. Uh, you hear the sound of a truck coming and see headlights uh, on his face, and his face slices in half, and he dies right in front of Amelia yeah. once again. And she loses. You have to watch it. her husband yeah. die twice, dude. Uh. Amelia drops on the floor and starts to scream and cry. The Babadook starts hissing and shrieking like a terrible Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> from Jurassic Park <laughs> uh, from the darkness. Amelia looks up and tells him that he is nothing. The Babadook starts to extend his limbs towards Amelia. Amelia fights and screams for her son, letting the Babadook know that uh, this is her house and he is trespassing. And if he touches her son again, she will kill him. Uh, I love that. Uh, me too. She's I like, really touch my son. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I was very diehard. I yeah. liked it. Um, uh, oh, shit. Lost my spot. Dang it. Where'd I go? That's not it. That's not it. Uh, fill the air. Fill the air. The Babadook emerges from the shadows. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Oh, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> we're back, guys. Uh, they have a screaming match, and Amelia wins. That was great. That was great. Like, they were both screaming at each other. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. The Babadook emerges from the shadows, but uh, the clothing falls to the floor. Like, power. he, like, floats and he's... The power of love. Power friendship. <laughs> Hearing groaning uh, coming from the uh, garments, Amelia is moving closer to the, to the pile of clothes. Sam is constantly telling her don't, but she continues anyway. She reaches for the hat, but then moves backwards. In a POV shot, the Babadook gets up and starts screaming in her face and runs all the way downstairs into the basement, slamming the door. Amelia picks up her son and sits on the couch. We cut. Uh, we cut to... We cut today, Sam waving at his mom from behind the window at Mrs. Ro- at Mrs. Roach's house. Uh, Mrs. At Mrs. Roach's house. <laughs> he runs outside to greet his mother. Mrs. Roach asks what, uh, what time is the party and uh, that she will head over in a few hours. Amelia and Sam are sitting with Warren and Prue, and Amelia is telling them that Sam is re-enrolling in a different school. Warren says that he has been out for over two weeks and uh, that it's time to get back to it. Amelia uh, says that they needed the time to sort some things out. Prue mentions that Sam is having a party. Sam says that it is it is his first birthday that he has ever celebrated on the day of his birth. Fucking terribly sad. Yeah. Prue says that uh, this seems unusual. Do you have something to say, David? I wanted to say it. Well, he seems so happy about it. He's yeah. stoked. Yeah. He's stoked. And They're it's, so it's, happy. It's an uplifting moment because it's it's finally happened to... They, they, they come to a it. point where they can, yeah, they can live with it and he, they could celebrate his birthday. Yeah, they yeah. accepted it. Yeah, right. Yeah, Amelia tells tells them that her husband died on the day that Sam was born, and Sam chimes in saying that he was killed driving um, his mom to the hospital. But this is so different in reflection to the supermarket scene earlier. Yeah, when we see Amelia actually being open and talking about it, and mm-hmm. there's like comfort in saying that, and Sam like. Thinks of him, thinks of him as a hero, exactly, yeah. and like they're they love the sacrifice that he made for him, exactly, one hundred percent. For the first time in a long time, she looks like she's actually living life for once, exactly. That she's actually alive, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, then he ends by um, saying that his cousin isn't coming because he uh, he broke her nose in two places. <laughs> I love this part. I it's love like that. Yeah, it sucks to suck. <laughs> Stupid Ruby. <laughs> 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 Warren and Prue are both shocked, and Amelia just gets up with a smile saying, are you done with those? <laughs> and she's taking her, their teas back. Um, we, oh yeah, 
this is where we see Bugsy again. We cut to seeing oh Bugsy's God. body underground, slowly going up to show Amelia working in the garden, oh. noticing a black rose grew yeah, in the spot Bugsy. Bugsy was buried. I didn't know. I was like, what's with this dirt shot? Yep, I it was the dog it. inside. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I, I noticed it the first time I saw the movie, too. And I saw it this time. I was like, oh, fuck. Wow, yep. you guys went there. Yep, the real dead. Uh, and real the black dead. rose. Black rose. I don't know what that was about. But symbolic. Yeah, symbolic. Something. Yeah, something. Sam shoots a dart um, and gets a bullseye. Amelia congratulates him on the shot and then uh, finds a worm. She tells Sam to go grab the bowl so they can add it to their pile of worms. Uh, they head back in the house and and we and Amelia is unlocking the basement door and you can actually notice that there's multiple locks on the door at this yeah. time. Um, here's another thing that took me out of it that I'm about to go into. In a second. Sam asks if he will ever be able to see it. Amelia tells... Uh, Amelia uh, tells him that he will be able to see it one day when he's bigger. Uh, they kiss and hug, and then she tells him to go outside and not come in until she tells him to. Sam runs out, and Amelia heads downstairs. She leaves the door wide open. Sure. I noticed that, too. And I, I was like, oh, come on. Well, so... If I was the Baba Duke, I would have dipped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw like that, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, she needs a way out if she needs to. Well, sure, we'll close the door. I mean, I I think. I mean, norm- I wouldn't close the door if I was exactly. Better, I think normally just- people would be like, "I need the door open." Yeah, but at this time, she seems so accepting, right? Like of sure. the bubble duck, she's not afraid of the. Bobadook this is where anymore. I get confused. Like it's like, why uh, are they keeping it as a pet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah why the worms? And why- I think it just feeds off of filth and dirt. Yeah. Yeah, but the dirtiness inside of like life, stuff like yeah, that. like I think it was She's, just a physical version of uh, dirt and decay, correct? Pretty much. And why is he confined? Is it because it's she's accepted that, her it's, grief? It's accepting it and keeping it there. It's kind of like locked up inside her. Yeah. Like her depression and anxiety and her grief. Yeah. But at the same time, she can still live with it and yeah. be a part of it. Because it never goes away. That I yeah. could understand. Yeah. yeah. Like it's never going to be gone. So might as exactly. well do what you can with it. You can still have it locked up inside you, but you still have to befriend it mm-hmm. and take care of it. Yep. I see it. And I think what also helped change this as well is Mrs. Roach. Uh, was that final reach out of help for her? Yeah. Um, and that time of need, pretty much. So like it, even though she wasn't back back, but it it helped her a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, and I guess it could be a reminder to like realize what is there and like that you need to stay mentally healthy because it's right in the basement. Right. It can come out exactly. if it gets it can too come strong anytime. Um, I think it's just because I see the the Babadook as like a an evil entity that is not specific to this family, but like. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the boogeyman. Yeah. Right? So it's like, why did the Babadook choose in that moment to go run into the basement and stay there? Yeah. That's where I get a little confused, but I think I may be overthinking it. Maybe. I think it's like overpowering it again and putting it where it belongs rather than letting it run her life and stuff like that. Yeah. Once down there, she puts the bowl of worms on the ground for the Babadook. It comes out about to attack her, but she says that it is all right and calms it down with hushes. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. She's like, whoa. Yeah, that was like, and then she's like, I hated that scene. I did too. I hate that scene so much. It comes, or excuse me, it goes back to its little place and it uses telekinetic powers to pull the worms back to it. Um, and then Amelia just heads back upstairs. 
back to normal. Yep. Back to back with Sam in the backyard, um, and they are getting ready to eat some sandwiches. Edge is cut off, by the way. Looked quite fancy. Yeah. Sam asked, "Yeah, super." Um, Sam asked, "How is it?" And by it, he means the Babadook. Um, and she tells him that it is. It was quiet today. They're about to eat, but Sam stops her to show her his new trick. He starts to show uh, he starts to show her, um, show off his new trick, and they both just seem super happy together. Amelia wishes him a happy birthday, and then they hug. Then credits. Such a happy ending. Yeah. How the fuck did he get that dub in there? I thought the same thing, Freddie. I was like, they're not oh. gonna explain that. Nope. This kid has bro, actual magic, magic, bro. All right. <laughs> just believe. Damn. Oh, I believe. Movie facts. Movie facts. (laughs) Got some movie facts for us. Uh, Jennifer Kent. This was her directorial debut. Oh, whoa. She's never directed anything before this. Has she done anything since? Yes. She has a movie called The Nightingale that you can watch on Hulu. Oh, that was her. But that is her. Yes. Yeah. Go to Hulu.com slash good. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, The Nightingale. And you did tell me you watched it recently, right, Freddie? No, not yet. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? I love that word. The Nightingale? I always have, yeah. Oh. It's interesting. That movie is... I don't even know what that word means, but I just love the... I think it means... I, I think it's of a person. Oh, that should have been my bird. night name. Oh, <laughs> dang. Too late. <laughs> but no, I it that that movie specifically is just messed up. Is it? Yeah. It's fucked up. Is it like the Babadook? No. Okay. Completely different. Absolutely not. No, it's like a, it's a revenge story. Oh. It's fucked, but it is actually a really beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. Very, very well done. Uh, director Jennifer Kent holds the rights to the film. When asked if there would be a sequel, she said, I will never allow any sequel to be made because it's not that kind of film. Mm. I don't care how much I'm offered. I'm just not going to. I'm just, it's just not going to happen. Respect. Million. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Respect. Uh, the movie had a campaign where you could buy an actual copy of the hand um, created the Babadook pop-up book for $80. Oh, damn. The first 2,000 yeah. copies are numbered and signed by the director, Jennifer Kent. The book contains pop-up pictures as well as additional pages of um, not seen in the movie. The campaign was uh, only open for a limited amount in which roughly 9,500 books were sold. William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, said of this film, I've never seen a more terrifying film than The Babadook. Oh. Wow. In Hebrew... Um, Babadook means he is coming for sure. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. That's oh, such a good meaning. Damn it. Of the film's total budget of $2.5 million, $30,000 was raised via Kickstarter. Most of the funds raised from Kickstarters were uh, channeled toward the art department. Cool. Well done. Well, well done. The Babadook is based on the short film Monster. The director called it the Baby Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, the classic Italian horror film Black Sabbath, which was directed by Mario um, Bava, can be seen on on a television at one point. The following scene in the movie is of cl- close resemblance to the aforementioned film. It's pretty damn close, even close, like with the same monster, almost yeah. looking the same way. It's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, do a couple of more for us here. This is great because this is how this film got popular all over again. Pretty stoked. The film became a meme and a symbol for the LGBTQ community after Netflix a- accidentally placed it under the LGBTQ movies. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, so damn. good. 
And it's so funny because uh, Jennifer Kent on Twitter, she's just like, I don't know what this is about, but I dig it. Like, <laughs> like I like it. This is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, in the birthday scene, the adults are are all wearing shades of gray slash black. The boys are all yep. wearing blue and the girls are all wearing pink. Yep. The mother, however, is wearing a pink dress under a black coat. Yep. I noticed that the whole film. I thought that was really That's cool. Crazy. And then That's for some reason when she was, uh, or I guess this is after she probably got possessed, um, when she was in the bathtub, she was wearing a black and red dress. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, graphic designer and illustrator of the Papa book, Mr. Babadook, uh, which Amelia reads to Samuel was Alex um, Juhas. So if you look him up, you can actually see a lot of his work. It looks similar? just like that. Oh, it's so cool. Creepy. So cool. Um, uh, last one here. Oh, here we go. Two, I'll do two. Another of the sound effects heard in a couple of scenes was uh, from the early 90s, a masterpiece in gaming UFO, Enemy Unknown. XCOM. Wow. That's really funny. <laughs> That's super funny. Last but not least here. Babadook is an anagram of a bad book. Huh. <laughs> bad book. An anagram for a bad book. Yeah. Do you know what an anagram is? It's when a... Uh... Yes, I do, but I need you to explain it to me. So anagram is initially when uh, words are placed together, and if you take them yeah, apart... Yeah, oh, they're all split. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, right. It's what... A bad book. A, a bad book, yeah. yeah. So that's what the anagram is for. Yeah. Bobo Duck. Yeah. So if you take the A out and yeah, yeah, B and yeah. move the D and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Pretty good. That is really good. Pretty good. A bad book. Um, also, anagram was done in Rosemary's Baby. How she found out who the cast of yep, was. Yep, Remember yep, that? Yep. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, right? Pretty good stuff. Well, anyway, let us know what you think about the Babadook. I would love to hear people's reactions on this because this too. is a great conversational movie. Yes. Fantastic conversational piece. Uh, but let us know over at Twitter at GoodnightLife, and that's night with a K. Um, and yeah, just continue keeping that conversation going with us because we love to hear it. Uh, Shouts out to two people specifically Joe Mertens. Yep. Shout out to you, buddy. Thank you so much for honestly support. constantly supporting our stuff and uh, listening to every single episode and watching all the movies and things like that. I went to the movies to watch it with us. Yeah, he one hundred percent does devotion. Yeah, so like thank you it. so much for your passion. Um, and also shout out to Kaylee Woomer. Uh, you are have been such a great, great, great you know, light for this podcast as well and supporting us throughout all our times and also backing us on Patreon. Um, so thank you so much uh, for listening to the episodes multiple times and hit me up on Twitter and asking me like uh, about certain pieces about yeah. it and wanting more information. So I truly deeply appreciate that. And uh, uh, thank you for keeping the conversation going with us. So by all means, thank you to both of you too um, for really, really championing um, Nightlight Horror Movie Podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, but the next movie that we have on our list, and last but not least for uh, Sickly Psychos, is Adam Egypt Mortimer's Daniel Isn't Real. Oof. I am so excited for both of you I've guys. I've been scared about this one. <laughs> Are you? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, do, I just know this one's bonkers. It is nuts. Don't no. watch any trailers. Damn it. I, I never do. Trailers. Oh, dang. Uh, I always go in blind. I right. almost saw this in theaters recently. I saw it in theaters. I, I saw it in theaters, and then I, I immediately, rent, uh, I immediately um, bought it because it came out the same day. <laughs> Damn. So I immediately bought it, and I watched it again when I got home. I'm scared. I love that movie. I'm scared so because much. you said bonkers. It is bonkers. It is and fucking bonkers. Nothing scares me more than the word bonkers. Ooh. Oh. 
well, now call we know. Call Me Daddy was bonkers, too. <laughs> call, uh, yeah, Come Home to Daddy. Oh, Come Home to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Yeah, that's a movie with Elijah Wood. Um, that I was able to give him a ticket yeah. to go see. Oh, got you. Yeah, so and, uh, he got to meet Elijah Wood. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, pretty he's cool. Very short. Some may call him a hobby. What are you about to say? I was about, oh. about, about to say he's gonna say they're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that cool? laughs> no, short temper too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, and on my left hand side here we had David. Stay spoopy. Ooh. Wasn't that it? That yeah. was it. I think that was the catchphrase. That was that was it. That was knew it was something along the along the realms. Also known as Nightly. Across from me, we had Freddy. Uh, spoopy boys out. Spoopy boys. We're all out. reunited. Spoopy boys. Also known as Nighty Night. Our efforts to get this show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars are, is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you, have, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.